Welcome to the Inkspire podcast from Tharstern, the show that helps you turn your printing company into a bionic business. Here is your host, Ross Edwards. Hello, and thanks for joining me on the Inkspire podcast, where each week we cover at least one of the three strategies that will help you build a bionic business, technology, culture, and process. Each episode, I'm joined by a different guest to chat about their experience and insight into being bionic and leading the way in the ever-changing industry of print. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by two of my colleagues, actually, Andrew Strand, who's one of our customer partnership managers here at Tharston, and also Dan McLaughlin, who's one of our workflow and integration specialists here at Tharston as well. And today, we're going to be talking about the importance of business intelligence explaining the importance of pulling data from dashboards for your business and what benefits businesses will get from using these, how people can use them and what's the value of data they will get. So, first of all, let's meet the guests. Andrew, good to meet you. Thanks for being here. Hi, Ross. Yeah, good to be here. I've done a lot of uh, podcasts and I've been eagerly waiting to join you. So, yeah, pleased to, uh, (laughs) to contribute on this one. And Dan, a return guest. I think we've had you on before, haven't we? Talking about other topics. So it's good to have you back again. Yeah, not my first rodeo. Back for another one. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start from the beginning. What is is a a business intelligence tool or a a BI tool, as it's quite often referred to? Yeah, business intelligence. It's taking reporting and analysis to a a new level. Yeah. Uh, I always think about it, if you compare something like Crystal Reports. Crystal Reports is um, it's not really a BI tool, it's a reporting tool. And you mm-hmm. kind of develop a Crystal Report to, you tell it what you want. You know, if I'm analysing some sales figures, I want to put a date range in, I want to look at particular sales reps, individual performances and group performances. But when all said and done, that, that Crystal Report will just, it will just be a statement of fact at the end of it. It will be a static set of data which, yes, it will be useful, but if you wanted to explore that further, then something like Crystal isn't the tool to do it. We're talking about business intelligence where you can actually access the data and and spin it and change it and basically explore your data using the BI tool. So for the example I would give is it's, it's a lot more visual. Yeah. You're able to then say, well, I can see what the sales report has given me, but what if I wanted to look at how that sales rep's performing in different market sectors. How does that, how does it compare with same period last year or same period six months ago? That's very difficult within Crystal Reports. But if you've got a BI tool sat on lots of different sets of data, mm-hmm. you can use it to just paint very different pictures and un- un- uncover some trends that you perhaps didn't realise were there. Yeah. So I, I know I've used a quite a detailed example there, but it, Hopefully, just to set the scene that you've got something like Crystal or Access or whatever the reporting tool is, it's the statement of fact. And if you want to go a level higher, BI and be a bit more in control of what you do, well, that's where business intelligence comes in. Yeah, it sounds like it's a bit more interactive then, is it, than than, than perhaps reporting would be? Yeah, reporting is static. Yeah. But, but um, I think I read somewhere about it's, you know, BI is for the inquisitive minds. Where you yeah. can interact, yeah, and it's, uh, and it's almost been the the sort of the basis for some meetings yeah. where you collectively go, okay, well, how does that look compared to last year? 
yeah. does that, if you take that sales rep out of it, let's just take their figures out. How's the rest of the team performing? So yeah, you you can interact. Mm. That's where the power comes in. Yeah. And and Dan, so so why would you, why would you say these are useful then? You know, why would we uh, suggest BI as a, a tool? I think as we know, we gather a lot of data. There's all, mm. and there's a lot of data, uh, both in you know Tharton databases, other system databases, which is another good point is that you combine different data sources if you really want to. Mm. And so we have a lot of data. We have a lot of data in layers, and. You know, that was such a good point that uh, that you made is that you know to be able to exclude things as, as much as include things to be able yeah. to really shape that data and pick up trends and and you know we've used power bi at fast and internally for quite a while now and we always knew that we wanted to kind of bring it to customers and and internally we've been able to use it in in, in a way that that you know we can exclude things you know for example we, we use it to to monitor kind of our implementations and see, you know, what kind of uh, level that, that, you know, how much time we're putting into projects and being able to monitor projects. And, and say we've got a certain project that's consuming a lot of time and it's skewing the figures. It's brilliant to just go, do you know what, let's just take that project out of it. Let's look at the rest of the data and see what the rest of it looks like without the skew on those figures from that. And it's having that interactivity and layers of data and being able to manipulate that really, really easily in a BI product. You know, we have, you know, in the past used the ClickSense, um, but we found that was it's quite difficult for customers to engage with. And, and so, you know, there are, and there are, I think, newer and better and more user-friendly ways to get at that data and manipulate that data and present that data. And so, hmm. you know, gathering all that and putting it all together and pushing that out to a management team or a directorship team, it's so useful, so, so useful. And like I said, we found that internally as well as uh, a few customers that are, are using Power BI right now. Yeah. Just finding it so useful. It's just so yeah. visual. That's the big yeah. thing for me. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> I, know you, I know you can build charts into things like Crystal, of course you can. Mm but there's just something there's something different about visualizing your data it's very easy to spot trends yeah um, especially as dan said if you've taken things out of it you might have known that there was a campaign that was a bit of a lost leader well you want to make, you might want to take that out of the analysis and as soon as you do that you see the knock-on effect of that and actually yeah. you, you get in a much more accurate picture but but visually that's the thing it's it's a okay i can immediately see now how that is trending over a period and, yeah uh, so to help with some forecasting you know that that's that's been a big thing is like right, i can see my trends here look at the same time last year okay i've got a, i know i know the last few years i've been mm -hmm. in business have been very difficult to predict yeah. anyway so but at least we're we're basing it off you know previous previous trends to try and predict what might happen in the future so it's, it's that it, it underlying all that is that visual nature of it for me yeah, and it, it sounds as well. I think that the, the the benefit of it being more real time as well is what we're saying, isn't it? That like your reporting is static yeah. and it's it's yeah. often historic. And by the time 
you've you've run that report that yeah. you know for, for that that board meeting or whatever the the, the sales data is is almost out of date isn't it yeah it, and, I, um, and i know this for a fact i know talking to some customers they've yeah they've been in meetings they've been in meetings with the senior management team and they've said oh well that's all great but what about this and, and nine times out of ten it's i'll leave that with me i'll um i'll yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look into that for the next board meeting Whereas yeah. if you've got it all visual, you can say, well, let's have a look now. Yeah. Let's have a look now. Let's get that data visualization in front of us and we'll explore it together as a team. Mm. So it could be quite a useful tool for, for meetings then, can't it, really, Absolutely. I guess, to, to kind of sit sit around and, and drill into and, and get that analysis that you want, which is, which is very, very powerful. And, and so I think a key part here is about the data, isn't it? The actual data itself. And, and it, you know, that's obviously an important part of it. So how, how would you go about getting to that data? What, you know, what's, how would it work with a dashboard with something like a BI tool? So obviously, you know, we're running on a SQL database with the desktop products and uh, there's lots and lots of data in there. And over the years, we've done different things. We've got, you know, an MI layer, um, which aims to present information in a more you know there's lots of tables in the software there's lots of you know things linked to other things mm. like milestones linking to jobs and linking to this and linking to that and if you were going to write a crystal report you know a few years back you'd have had to know all those links you'd have had to know that table yeah. structure and study that table structure mm. now with things like power bi yeah. coming on board and, and it being much more easy to create visualizations, you know, literally dragging and dropping and dragging figures and parameters into these Power BI dashboards, you realize that actually, if it is so easy to do that, that the barrier to it is getting at that data and getting at that data in a really kind of straightforward way. So, I mean, for example, when, um, we were first looking at that. I came up with some kind of sample reports. We started looking at what data was there and what we needed to do. Can we use Power BI as a tool within Tharston? And and it was great because I know all the database tables. You know, I know what links to what and I know how to do it. And you realize as I was doing it, it was like, it's really hard work this. And you're loading a lot of data and you think, well, I'm, I, I just feel like there's a lot going on and there's a lot of complication going on. And how can we make this accessible? Mm-hmm. How can we make this accessible to anybody? You know, because you can quite easily just open Power BI desktop. You can go SQL connection, connect to your Tharston database with your credentials and get your data. But unless you know that structure, it's really difficult to get good data that mm. you need. Mm. So, like I said, we built these MI layers uh, a few years ago. And then also for the ClickSense product, we have these BI, this concept of a BI layer, yeah, um, which was specifically for the ClickSense stuff. But so what we've done is a couple of things now for, for BI to try and present this data in a much better way. Yeah. And the first thing we've done is we've turned those the old ClickSense BI procedures, and we've kind of looked at the basis of those and moved those into a, a, a BI view. So you now have in, in your tables, when you've got the Power BI license, you will have the, the, the BI tables in the database. And then what we've done is built on top of that, a Power BI data model. Right, okay. So what we've actually done is 
built this data model, brought these tables into Power BI, created all the links for you. So we've, what we've got is an, at the minute, we've got an estimated model and we've yep. got a job costing model. Right. Okay. And so we've built this data in these Power BI templates and these data models. And uh, they're all really, you know, nice and friendly names. All the different things are, are sectioned off into folders. Yeah. So you can, you know, you want to look at estimate markup percentages. They're out. There's a folder, for, you know, they're in there. You can just go and look at those nice and easily. You can look at, oh, where's the estimate customer? There it is in that section. All nice, easy, plain English names that make sense, and you could tell what they are, and actually kind of make sense to what's in the software as opposed to what's in the database as kind of we've been a bit before led by the database this is led by just making it accessible so yeah we've got these power bi data models so we spent time on you know, again building these layers of data so we've got you know your base tables you've got your power bi layer and then you've got your power bi data model and, and what you end up doing is you have this data model and you can then uh, link that up, push that up into your um, Power BI cloud, and then use that as your data access point. Mm -hmm. So you're not having each report connected to your SQL database and having to do all that kind of stuff. You create these data models, you put them up in the cloud, and the cloud is accessing your data all very securely, and then presenting it to you in such a way that it's really friendly, really easy, to kind of drag, drop, create visualizations yourself. Sounds it. Sounds it. So it's, it's kind of like simplifying the data mining process by the, by the sounds of it. Yeah, it absolutely is. Because, you know, we, like I said, we are aware that the barrier to like crystal reports and things like that is, is getting at that data and using that data in a really easy way. You know, one of the, the calls that you get a lot on help desk, you know, when people are trying to do the reports is, yeah. Well, look, what links to this? How do I get these out? How do I get custom fields out? How do I get, you know, all yeah. that type of stuff? And so by us doing this and presenting this data, mm. you know, and they will get updated as they go as well, and they're relatively straightforward to update as well. Mm. Um, it's all kind of just just formalising that, yeah. making it all uniform. And, um, yeah, and, we, and we've pushed these out to a couple of people already to, mm. to kind of just let us know how they're working and, and they just straight away they just both kind of come back and said this is just great compared to what it was yeah. you know it, it just makes so much more sense and i think from from my side as well i, I talk to customers all the time and, mm. and even before we've done any of this data modeling which is about making it more consistent and easier we, we did have some customers that did what dan's just did there there's lots of bi tools available but it yeah. seems to be a bit of a, a groundswell around power bi I think it's become a lot more accessible through Office 365 subscription yeah. licensing. It used to be a, a separate Microsoft product that you know costs an arm and a leg to buy it, but it, mm. people sort of have it and don't realise they have it. So I spoke to quite a few customers that just went straight in to the database level, and they did it. So yeah. you know it's doable. But mm. what Dan is talking about there is it's kind of like embracing Power BI kind of best practice. Yeah. So, yeah, so that clients can be a bit more in control of doing it themselves. So I think that's a key thing with this, is we want 
you know, you, you want to be able to, as a, if I was a print business owner, I, I want to be in control of my own reporting. I'd, I'd be, I'd be led by my MIS provider because they've, you know, they've got an experience of across lots of different customers, but with reporting and Power BI, it's one of those where a lot of people say, I'd say to them, you know, what do you want? What would you want to see in Power BI? And they go, yeah, a few ideas, but it'd be like, I'll know it when I see it. And, and therefore you want, the the development of the data visualizations you you want that as to be as close to the client as possible mm. so if they can so many resources available now you know online resources where you can just skill up yourselves you can lean into it you can you can learn this stuff and yeah. because we've now put these power bi things in these best practice models that's what you want you want you want the print business themselves to say right what do we want let's take one of Thorsten's examples and we'll We'll shape it. We'll do it ourselves because we know yeah. what we want, and we'll do it as an iterative pro- process. Let's try that. Is that what we want? Let's try it. and being able to do that yourselves mm. rather than writing on a third party, and um, is, is where you want to be. And I think yeah. the, the work we've done with those those data models is is all about that. Mm. And I, I think because it, it's often, isn't it, when when you you might have a question as a business and and you want to do some data analysis, and you get the answer that you want. But then that will lead on to more questions. Mm. You know, you answer one question, but then it starts to yeah. make you make you curious. Like you said, you know, it's for the curious mind. Yeah. Like, actually, what if we did take that that part out, um, that sales rep out, mm. or um, we, what what if we didn't compare it to last year? We compared it to the year before, and and, and things mm. like that. It, I guess it, it's almost take down a rabbit hole of like. Uh, absolutely, the different data. There's a great diagram I saw, which, which uh, in, in one of my, you know, Power BI geeky forums, uh, which was uh, kind of four stages of, of the Power BI development. You got your your IT department, your database administrator, mm-hmm. and you got the people pulling the data out. Then you got your data analyst, and then you've got your actual user. And the user goes, right, well, I need information about this. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, right? There you go. There's your information about this. And that, that's fantastic. Now I know that, I need to know how, why, yeah, and yeah. where. Yeah. And so, and then it loops back around. It's a great diagram because it kind of loops back around to the beginning again. So it illustrates that perfectly of, of, of that, right? Now I know that. Now, actually, I've got more questions now. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully our data model can can help that because then mm. you can go back into your visualization and go, right, well, can I have a drill down on this? And mm. can I, you know, get to this level of data? Uh, the idea is is to kind of build up build from the kind of the granular level of detail mm. build that up to a an overview but then be able to go from that overview and drill right into that data mm. and that's mm. that's a good visualization mm. yeah so it's really powerful really powerful in that way yeah i, I think it is and, and what what sort of example dashboards have you come up with then so far what what you know it's almost so, yeah, like a blank page, isn't it, in some ways? But it is. Um, we don't necessarily want to get too into creating example visuals. What we want to do is present yeah, the yeah. data model. We want to yeah. give visuals to people um, mm. and, and use that, make that lead on to them yeah. doing their own stuff. Yeah. Because it's your data. Yeah. And you know what you want to see. Or in some cases, you might not until you see it, like we've just said, but Mm. it'll certainly help you get into seeing what you want to see. And so 
it's what I love about Power BI and what we as a company at first love about Power BI is it's really accessible. Yeah. You know, as as with anybody who's done, you know, anybody toyed with ClickSense knows that that's quite difficult to get into. You've got to kind of writing all your formulas and, and sorting all your stuff out, manipulating yeah. data. It was always a bit difficult to get into. It doesn't make it's its own thing. Uh, and even with Crystal Reports, doing all that's quite difficult. And 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 support is always on kind of geeky forums hidden away somewhere. And and which is you know fine if that's what you are. But Power BI presents something a bit different. Power BI is I think because it's much more accessible. It's much more UI led. I mean Microsoft done a brilliant job of of. You know, you literally can say, oh, I want that graph. I'll drag that data into it, that data into it, and it'll give you a visualization. And if you don't like it, you drag something else, or you move this. Really interactive. And there's so much online. There is so much online. There are fantastic YouTube channels. The Guy in the Cube YouTube channel is one that I recommend that provide just fantastic content about Power BI. And everybody's using Power BI. And yeah. so because of that, you do feel like, you know, we're back in a winner here, mm-hmm. Power BI, doing things for Power BI, because it's global. And yeah. the support yeah. network is enormous. Yeah. So we're really confident that people will be able to get this stuff, have a bit of a Google, have a bit of a play, and create yeah. these visualizations for themselves. Yeah. We're going to do a few. We've got, you know, you know, we'll have the old BCG chart and we'll have, Sorry, um, sorry, what's BCG, Dan? So it's the Boston Consulting Group. It's, right. it's the, the chart that will show you kind of the, the balance in your work between what's easy to do yeah. and what's profitable and kind of the four quadrants of that. Oh, right, yeah. So this is where it's looking at the, the star. It's, it's, Stars, it's, 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 it, cash yeah. cows, yeah. dogs. Dogs and yeah. question mark. Yeah. We've had a lot so, of time, yeah. haven't we, Dan, trying a few things out on it. I know. Dan's the geek, but he's kind of brought out the inner geek in me a bit as well. In this. <laughs> but this is how it should be, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think we could give, I'm convinced we could give Andrew a Power BI license of his own <laughs> and, and he'd create these. No, honestly, because with this data model that we've got, it should be really easy yeah. to do. Yeah. And so it's a prime example of how it can be used within mm-hmm. companies is that, right, here's a data model and, and kind of. We had, a, we had a bit of a role play, didn't we, Dan? I said, well, can you. <laughs> Can you, right, let's let's assume I'm a print company CEO. I've spoken to enough of them in my time to sort of yeah get a decent appreciation of what they want. And I was like, damn, well, this is what this is my problem as a CEO or a production director or whatever hat I was wearing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what led us led us into that BCG. Yeah, you know, I mm. said, well, we're busy. We're busy as a, a company. I, I know my machines are running 24/7, or I think they are. I think my sales team are busy. We, we, you know, we're certainly busy in dispatch. But where are we making our money? What what products do we make our money on, and which which don't we? And that's where that BCG, you know, it's a level of analysis that was already there. We just brought it into, you know, a, a print organisation. Yeah, you've got your quadrants, your stars, your dogs, your question marks, and your cash cows. The more stars we've got, the better because we get high margin on them, but they're yeah. easy to produce. Yeah. The dogs, we get low margin and they're hard to produce. Yeah. And then you get your others, which are your question marks, which are easy to produce, but we don't get too much margin for them. But stars, we do get good margin, but they're a bit harder to produce. So yeah. do we look at trying to make those a bit more efficiently? And it, it just, 
yeah so it's one the question of you know what am i what am i producing and how much money am i making and yeah. boom, we went we got into this it was it's fascinating and yeah we just then modeled it on our demo database and we you start seeing some trends yeah. where we should be focusing our efforts but yeah in terms of what what else can you use it for we dabbled a, a little bit there in, in in the bcg but you know you go back to your your classics you mean on time in full you know yeah. my optimum my overall equipment efficiency yeah uh, how efficient are we being in the, the machines are running but what are they running what how efficiently are they running and then starts to chart that over a period so sales analysis sales forecasting yeah you know, it's uh, you know estimate analysis well we know what we're winning because that's coming through yeah as uh, as live jobs but again the curious mind might be like well what aren't we winning why yeah. aren't we winning? Yeah. well i know i can see what estimates haven't been ordered but just through another subset of reasons mm. as to why we've lost them opens up another massive discussion yeah or so even why we're not losing well. them but yeah. why are we losing them mm. are we yeah. not turning the quotes around quick enough are we losing on service are we, are we not got enough capacity suddenly you're like okay well rather than just being no we haven't won it let's just spend a bit of time to tag why we haven't won it you yeah. know some some half a dozen maybe not even but uh, reasons boom yeah start to be Having a very different discussion. Yeah. Yeah. You've almost answered the question there that I was going to ask, which was, you know, where would be a good starting point for a business um, to, you know, to, to, but it sounds like these examples and, and, you know, scenarios that you've considered would, would Mm. be a good starting point for any business to, to take their MIS and capitalize on the data that's in there to just start answering some initial questions about, sales estimating production yeah. but then like you say that you can then start to dig deeper into that where where you and dan got with the idea of the bcg chart mm-hmm. where you start to say well actually let, let's not just think about profitability but what, which products are the most profitable mm. for us and which are, the, are not only the most profitable but which are the ones that are easiest to to produce yeah. and which yeah. are the most difficult ones and I mean, i'm guessing with a view to the ones that aren't profitable and aren't uh, and, and are, are difficult to make, you know, do we start to shed them products or how can we make them products become stars? It, it, yeah. you know, is, is there an op- opportunity there? That's when I think you get into the real detail with mm. like that. If, if you mm. think about where do I, where do I start? I'll put my CEO hat back on yeah. and I go, well, what do I what do I need on a daily basis? Yeah. So you 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 really want to just sometimes you say right, well, well what have we booked in? today so i'm always keen to see what's happened yeah. today oh and um, what have we booked in this month what have we invoiced yeah uh, if you think about crystal and the crystal reports i've already talked about probably two or three different crystal reports there you got a job yeah. day book yeah you've got an invoice analysis yeah probably something else in there you were like well how do i just let's start it for 10 what do I normally like to keep an eye on? Let, why don't yeah. we try and create a, a, a data visualization in Power BI that combines that mm. and it's live? Yeah. So we're not necessarily getting stuff we haven't got before, mm. but we're putting it into a new format. And I think just starting with something like that gets you starter for ten. Yeah, and, yeah. And it will, and and I know it will, it will roll from there. Yeah. Are you are you finding 
more customers are are wanting to know this sort of information, are wanting to to report and and use the data. Absolutely, I think we, me and Dan went to um, the US in May. Yeah, and we were lucky enough to get I don't know there was fifty odd in a room, mm. and um, talk about who who thinks this is important to be able to analyze data with a BI tool. Mm. Well, every hand went up. Yeah, but how many of you are doing it? Yeah, not so many hands. And, and funnily enough, I was just reading, just reading our own blog article, and it, it reflects it in there actually. Yeah, they've done a study. I think it was the BCG. They've done a study that eighty odd percent of execs were like, "Yeah, of course it's important." But how many of you are doing it? And it was like seventeen percent. So it was like less than twenty percent were actually. Wow. So everybody wants is no quite. Who wouldn't want to do it? But how many yeah. are actually doing it? So that, yeah. that begs the question to me, there's still massive competitive advantage to gain through yeah. getting on this. This is this is the start of the journey. This isn't something that's all, in some industries it's been been around many years, but it still seems to be a lot of opportunity here to, to analyze data better and make some better strategic decisions. And, and from my point of view, you know, we've got some enormous customers using the system, you know. Mm hundreds if not thousands of employees across the company and, yeah but we've also got these people with kind of five users you know less three yeah you know. and they have the same access to this data that yes the other guys do you know and that that's what we need to have we need to have everybody being able to access because the big companies yeah they've got their own developers and they've got their own data analysts and so mm -hmm. they can do all this stuff but the small guy you know, the small, medium businesses mm. should be able to have the access to this. And, and so our, our data models will give them that yeah, um, and, and make it really easy for them to be able to do this. So when you think why are the, there are only 17% of the businesses doing it? And, it, and if one of those, one of a big part of that will be accessing the data in a way that works for everybody. And so I think our, our templates our data models should hopefully take a big piece of that out you know presenting yeah. that data in a way that's really easy to use should hopefully lead to just more people being able to pick it up because the, mm. the easier you make that data to be able to get at the easier you know we've got a, we've, we've created this this how-to guide yeah so it steps you through you know this is yeah. these are the steps you need to do in order to connect your system to Power BI, and then you've got this data, and then you can, you know, start to play with it and start to see what's what. Yeah. And like I said earlier as well, you can connect different data sources. So you might have, um, for example, Heidelberg do provide some Power BI stuff of their own. Right. So okay. Heidelberg have got their own data models. Yeah. So you can imagine a scenario where you can, yes, you'll have job costing things within Thurston, but you could actually link it you know, job by job to your Heidelberg system and really dive into that data that's been collected on your presses. Yeah. And view your Farston data at the same time and combine it all into one. I know one or two customers who were looking into that. So smart. Real real and it, and that was yes, you could do it with crystal reports, but it was much more difficult and much more static, like we've said. Yeah. But to be able to do it in Power BI and have that interactivity be able to easy connect databases you know and any online things you know we internally we use asana for our project planning you know we use yeah. power bi yeah. to link into asana to present 
project information. You know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and we actually combine that with our time capture service. So it's actually have. then taking you to making it multi-dimensional, isn't that's it? Right. It, it? That's right. That's yeah. right. So because we can run reports in Asana, we can run reports out of Clockify, but can we? Mm. You know. But now we're looking at bol bolting those together and combining mm. the two. Yeah. You know. It's so powerful, and and yeah. having that data at your fingertips, it's it's a superpower. You know. I think I think you're right, uh, Dan. I, th I think that is a, a perfect point to to kind of conclude really that it, it is it is a superpower it sounds very much to me like it's um it's making this this type of reporting and forecasting more accessible you know to any any business um and and simplifies it and and less time consuming which i guess is like you say there under the you, you were at the, the the US event a while back, and everybody put their hand up saying that you know they think it's important, but then a, yeah. a smaller amount of people weren't actually doing it in, in practice. And and I, I can only imagine that the reasons and the barriers to that is is accessibility to to the okay. data and and, and the yeah. time, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so a, a good starting point for any business would be to speak to your MIS provider and and find out how can you. You know, can you connect your data to, to a tool like Microsoft Power BI um, and start to, you know, do they have data models to, to use and um, yeah. to make a starting point? And you referred, Andy, to a, an article as well, a, a blog article. What, yeah. what, what, is, what is the article? So for the listeners, if they want to, that could be a good yeah. starting point as well. Yeah, it's very easy to get to. It's on the Thurston.com website. There's a blog article that says, why you should implement a BI tool in your business to see what's going on. All right, yeah, I found it. Yeah, and that's uh, that's actually written by Dan as well. Cool. Just going back to what yeah. I said earlier, there's so much online, you know, yeah. there's so much available just to lean into this. Yeah. There's, there's, what was it, Guy in a Cube, Dan? Yeah, Guy, Guy in a Cube. He, Guy in a Cube. Really good. Really good. Yeah, a YouTube channel. Yeah. They're real proper geeks. But I think they make it pretty understandable really yeah fantastic so some really good pointers there for people of how to to get get started on this and, and start harnessing the data that you've got in your system already brilliant so uh yeah we'll, we'll add all of this into the show notes as well so people have got links and of course if, if anyone has wants to to get in touch with us we'll we'll put our contact details in there as well uh but um andy dan thank you very much a big thank you for, for your time and and the chat that you uh, you've given us there it's been really interesting and also to those that are listening thanks for listening please do join us again for the next episode cheers ross thank you dan you've been listening to the inkspire podcast from tharstern if you have any questions about today's show or you're interested in being a guest head over to our website and let us know and don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available until then thanks for listening <laughs>